chillin', layin' in the cut though, easy, tryin' see what up though, Brooklyn, home of the cutthroats, notorious, y'all know how the rest go sleepin', one eye open, too smart cause I'm always scopin', watchin', seein' how these lames look, lazy, this how you get your frame took, money, I got money. G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com on Spotify, on iTunes, on Splitter. What? Splitter. What, is it? Splitter. what was it called? I don't know what that Stitcher. is. Stitcher. Stitcher. Oh, that's, that's, that's right. That's this right. is a stitch up. All these, uh, all these other things as well. Whatever you're listening to us on, thank you for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Big show coming up. There was the music of Matty Wahlberg. Of course it was because he's going to join us in just a tick. We caught up with him on Saturday, boys, in a great interview, Walshie and Lyle, good day to you. Very good day, Tony. Good to see you, mate. You too, buddy. Hey, can I give a shout out to Melbourne City Wrestling and Rowan in particular? Yes. For all the hard work he did to actually make that interview happen. There were a fair few um, hoops to jump through. Hoops to jump through because usually we just would deal with either straight with the wrestler or with the organisation who. They train with. But we had to bring um, in the TV network into the middle yeah, of this one. Maddie's doing Survivor, so there was um, PR companies and whatnot that had to be dealt with. And, um, and they were about to get rid of their uh, their three hosts of MasterChef, <laughs> so we were the furthest thing from their mind, I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, but um, MCW, Rowan actually did all of it for us, and we didn't yeah, have to great. worry about it, and it makes life so much easier. So I just wanted at the top of the show yep. to really shout Rowan out and to say thank you for that. Uh, very, very good point. Well done. Uh, as we said, we've got Matty Wahlberg joining us. We've also got uh, a great young wrestler coming up from PCW, Royce Chambers. He'll be joining us for a chat as well. My boy, Royce. Your favourite, no doubt about that. And uh, we'll be wrapping up everything that has been happening in the world of wrestling in the past week with our uh, also our review, our preview, review, review of uh, what happened at the uh, Ballroom Brawl yeah, show. Yeah, the thing after a review. Yeah, um, yeah, so check out Maddie on Survivor. It was on yesterday. You can catch it on 10 Play, though. Yes. And catch him on ball on uh, Wrestle Rock and PWA this weekend. Maddie's uh, everywhere at the moment. Busy, busy boy. Uh, boys, just before we get into the Maddie interview, Mike Quackenbush, a fantastic interview last week. I'll listen to it again. Just mesmerised by the way he speaks about wrestling and his enthusiasm and his his drive. That'll be uh, the first episode of our show you've ever listened to. Second. What was the the first? The first one that we did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, He definitely wouldn't listen to one of the weeks when he was away. Nah, nah. Uh, Yeah, no, it was great. And Mike's in Australia soon for PWA. Yeah, August. Running some training. 13th to 15th? uh, Up there for a few days? uh, We should go. We're not wrestlers. We're not even allowed to listen to his podcast. No, that's a true. Good point. Yeah, we got to read transcripts. <laughs> we can listen. To, we can listen to the podcast of Matty Wahlberg, though, can't we? Yes. Let's get that on now. Let's do that right now. Caught up with Matty Wahlberg in the dressing rooms at uh, MCW Ballroom Brawl on Saturday. Great bloke. This is what he had to say. Well, time to catch up with Matty Wahlberg. Matty, uh, welcome to Melbourne again. Yeah, I'd love to say it's nice to be in Melbourne, but I'm not the biggest fan of Melbourne. But uh, you know, it's it's lucky for you guys that I am here, so we can do this. Uh, exactly right. We are very lucky that you can do it, mate. Uh, tonight, MCW, uh, big night on the card for yourself. Massive night, massive, massive night. You know, being given this opportunity to get in there with not just TK Cooper, who's you know an international superstar, but also Dowie James, who's you know Melbourne's little golden boy. I'm very, very much looking forward to going in there and showing that, you know, Melbourne's good, but it's a different type of good in Sydney, and I'm going to come, and I really want to show Dowie James what I'm made up of tonight. Are you surprised it's taken this long for MCW to make the call and bring you down? I used to think that, but then I thought about it, and you you think about it realistically, you bring me in, I'm going to run through your your talent, run through your guys, you know, all these guys that they've built up to be so impressive. They haven't seen an athlete like me before, and I don't think they would be ready for it. So it's probably an intelligent move by them to not, not have me in and, and run through their guys, but I'm at a stage now where they, they don't really have a choice. And with Lockie Hendricks, who's a friend of yours. Lover boy, son. Tonight's his last night it is. In, in Australia. Um, are you going to take his spot? I don't think anyone could really take Loverboy's spot. You know, he's a, he's a unique individual. Uh, but there are opportunities opening up, and I don't think there's anyone better, and I think Lockie would be v- very happy for someone like me to step into his position. 
What's the dynamics of the game changes? Is that going to change when, if he's off overseas? Is it going to change much? Never. It's, 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 a, it's a club of good brothers, you know. Uh, we love hanging out with each other, but we look out for each other too. You know, we take care of each other, even though we already live interstate. You know, I don't live in Melbourne. You know, Lockie's down here, but we talk all the time, and, and, and I know everything going on with him. So it doesn't matter where he goes. I'm going to be following him and supporting him, and, you know, he's, he's going to be killing it, whatever he does. And what's the philosophy behind the uh, game changes? What's the? Where did it all come together? I think it was just we, the the lover brats came down to Sydney, and uh, they needed a place to stay. And, and and those guys know how to party. I like to party, so I was like, come stay at mine. And I think we had a really good time. And then we realised we had a lot in common. And sometimes in wrestling, you're better off uh, with a group rather than by yourself. Because sometimes by yourself opportunities don't present themselves but we're staying strong together and we're looking out for each other and making sure we all get opportunities all over all over the country which is important speaking of sydney pwa is your home promotion yes and it's arguably been the best promotion this year Mm -hmm. how much pride does do you take as an individual um of this year's success I, i have massive pride you know pwa was the first place that i walked into um, at a training school and I've, I was there you know when they were doing shows in, in front of you know 50, 60 people in RSL clubs with people not even caring that we were there and I know Robbie and Madison and, and Mick have been there even longer and, and have seen the progression and to get to the stage we are at now is massive and I have great pride in that especially because I think I'm one of the people who've been at the forefront of that and I, I, I tried to put as much of that company on my back as I could. You know, they've got some great talent, but I'm out here telling everyone how good PWA is. And I think even this year, you know, I was in there with Jimmy Havoc. I was in there with, with Caveman Ugg that got a lot of attention and it's just going to keep happening like that. We had the opportunity to have a great chat with uh, Mike Quackenbush yes. last week. Uh, he's had a Very few good with PWA as well. Yeah, Quack's incredible. And being a, a Chikara fan for such a long time, we had him almost two years ago. He was in for, for about a about a week with us and he did three sessions a day all two hour sessions and I went to all of them and I don't think there's a smarter mind in professional wrestling when it comes to character when it comes to holds and just simple little things and you guys would know he's just full of so much knowledge you can just sit and talk to him and it's just everything he says is incredible so I'm really hoping he you know gets back here soon well, we spoke to him what, for an hour at one a one thirty in the morning. So <laughs> hey, and kept us engaged. Don't worry about that. We and he were... loves talking about wrestling. Yeah. You just see, he just loves it. He's very, very passionate. It kind of rubs off oh, on everyone. Now, obviously, he worked at the PWA Academy. Yeah, that, that school's churning out some great talent for all over the country. What's it like there? It's it, it's an interesting dynamic because we are open, and very few places are completely open as a training school. We say if you're from anywhere, come and train. The, the Lover Brats have come down, open arms. Other companies in Sydney, open arms, come and train. But you're going to have to train your ass off because if you're a pussy and you're not there to work hard, we don't want you. Um, we push each other, and I think that's the reason everyone's so talented at the moment is because everyone's pushing each other to a standard, and we expect a lot out of each other. You know, there's guys like Ricky South and Treehugger Lucci and people like that who I'm competing against, but it's friendly competition. I'm pushing them. I want them to be better. They want me to be better. So as much as we're against each other, we're also supporting each other. I think you can see this year, we just keep bringing out guys who are incredible. And there's guys who haven't even got a chance on shows yet who are insane, but they just haven't had that chance yet. And so training is almost like a show sometimes at PWA. Yeah, because you're, you know, sometimes with our our progressive which is our guys on shows we might have 20 25 people there which is massive and if you've only got two hours you can only do so many drills so when you're in there you're going all out and you want to do better than everyone i every time i step in that ring i don't want anyone to be better at me at anything it doesn't matter what if it's if it's a role if it's a drill i want to be the best and i think that kind of rubs up on other people and everyone wants to be kind of the same i'll take you back to I think it was last year when you weren't quite getting, you weren't getting the opportunities that you yes. probably think and know that you deserved at the time, yep. and you were doing the beer pong mm-hmm. um, at a show that you weren't on the card of. Called biggest show of the year, called Arms PWA's WrestleMania. Didn't get a didn't get a spot, and there was an open mic. There was. Do you want to talk us through uh, for some of our listeners? We've got a lot outside of Sydney about the opportunity you took. Yeah. Uh, on the microphone that day. 
Well, I remember the, the Velocities wrestled the Four Nations, and there was a sellout at, at, at Gorilla, which means all the wrestlers were at the monitor watching, and it was a banger of a match. And everyone, Osprey was there, everyone's losing their mind. And then the match finished, and the beer pong was about to start, and everyone left. And I was by myself at Gorilla, and I've never felt worse about myself at a wrestling show where I realized no one here could care less about me. No one cares. And most people would just be like, oh, well, what can you do? But I looked at it differently, and I had a chip on my shoulder. So I went out, and for beer pong, they just let me do what I They don't watch. So they just give me the live mic. And instead of you know, doing the, oh, who am I going to verse? I told everyone. All I did was, was be honest and said, I deserve to be on this card, and I don't care what anyone else thinks. I should be here, and I will be here. And I think I went out on a limb to do that. And I took a lot of balls to do that because it's real easy for, you know, certain people to not be happy with the situation and then all of a sudden you're nowhere. But I think it, it actually did work in my favour and got me a bit of buzz and people were like, wow, we want to see what he's got. And I think that's what's happened since. Oh, we've always said that honesty is the best policy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> passion, goes, passion goes a long way as well. Yeah, and it was, you know, people throw the word promo around and stuff like that and I hate it because that's not me. Everything I say is, is, is what I mean. It's what I feel inside. I think that's what I can connect with people because I don't lie, I don't, I don't fake anything. Everything I say is real and everything I said that night is, is what I wanted to say. I really love the fact that we started this interview with a bit of Sydney-Melbourne rivalry with <laughs> New South Wales v Victoria. It is real, isn't it, in wrestling? 100%. It, yeah, it really is there. I think it's... I love the Melbourne guys. Like a lot of the Melbourne guys, like the love of Brats and stuff, I, I'm, I'm close to. They're good guys, you know? But I hate the fact that I think Melbourne has this reputation as being the best and being such a competitive person, I'm unhealthily competitive. I take that as a, as a direct shot at me saying someone's better than me and I don't want anyone to be better than me. And I find it easiest to perform when I have an enemy and right now Melbourne's my enemy. So when Melbourne gets a pay-per-view for New Japan Wrestling and Sydney just get a, a, effectively a, a house show, does that... Is that something you wrestlers look at and think, well, hang on, maybe we need to improve our act a little bit more to show these guys that wrestling is better in Melbourne, in Sydney than Melbourne? Yes and no. I think those decisions were made. I think Melbourne as a culture is somewhere where people enjoy going out a lot more, whether that's to, to you know, watch bands, watch wrestling. Well, we're not locked out. Exactly. You can actually come out late. But I, I feel <laughs> it, in Melbourne it's a culture of more, a lot more people are out. Sydney, it's hard to get people to come out of their houses. I don't know what it is sometimes. Um, but it that, might be the rent because they're paying so much in rent, they're going to take advantage. Oh, of here we houses. go. You've practiced your three Sydney jokes, and he's thrown them at me as once. You bring coffee up in a second. Yeah, <laughs> I don't drink coffee. You can't get me that one. But it, it is what it is, and I think with the New Japan shows, the Sydney show, if you were there, was was incredible. And having Robbie, you know, he he is our our leader. Him and him and Madison with PWA, and seeing him in the position he was, didn't matter where that that show was. We wanted to be there, and we even had guys dr- fly down to Melbourne specifically to watch Robbie and Osprey. So it is what it is with that situation. Well, now you brought up Robbie. Yeah. Um, you did a little web series. Yeah. Uh, leading up to the mm-hmm. Caveman Ugg uh, match, obviously. But in episode two, you had a match uh, with Robbie Eagles. I did, yeah. It was very important to you at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Robbie was the first person I met when I went to PWA. And uh, he's been a, a big inspiration for me. Like, he, he, he cares so much about us that sometimes he forgets about himself, which is crazy with the position he's in. But also, he's in such a position that I want to be in that position. And instead of just waiting in the wings for him to, you know, go somewhere else so I can take that chance, I was like, I want it now, and I want to, I want to fight you. I want to prove that I'm on your level. And anyone who's ever wrestled him, Robbie Eagles is a different level. You, you can feel it. Lockie told me a few months ago when he wrestled him, one minute into that match, it feels different. There's something different about being in there with, with, with Robbie. And, and, it, and it meant a lot to me. And I think in the, in the documentary you can see, like, after the match, I was just, everything hit me at once. And um, that was, you know, I, I didn't intend for that to be kind of the theme of the episode, but, you know, it, it, that whole, it, all of that was, was completely real and, and how I felt, and that's how I felt on the night. Yeah, that's what I actually loved about the, the series, like the, the realness and the candidness of the whole build-up to the match. So, no, it was hats off. Is there uh, any more coming up in the future? Keep an eye out. You know, there might be an after one for the, for the UG match, but it's really interesting at the moment because all of a sudden, all these wrestling companies are starting to do Matty Warburg documentaries. And I say that because that's what they say when they try and hire my camera guy and my editors and things like that. They go, can you make us a Matty Warburg documentary? New Japan made a Matty Warburg documentary and used those words. Can I get one of those? Um, but, you know, not everyone's in a, as entertaining as me and can't really, you know, hold the attention the same way. But I like the people who are trying to do what I was, 
kind of an idea I came up with. But it's something that's coming out of PWA in general where um, you had your documentary, um, your promo for the show tonight was so entertaining. Um, and the girls from Lux yeah. are doing some of the most entertaining promos Definitely. in the business. What is it about PWA and the, not just the in-ring, but the creativity of the workers for promos? Well, we, we do promo work at training. We actually have you know those nights where you can practice and things like that. But I think it's something that I, I personally think that those kind of things that they build you, they, people want to see it. You know, I take a lot of my my ideas from like MMA and the UFC. Why do I want to see this fight? If I just see two people fight, that's great. But if I care about the the two people in it, if I know the story going in, then I care about it more. And sometimes that's more important than your in-ring work. Congratulations, you can do a springboard moonsault. Like that's fantastic. But why do I care that you can do it? And I think we have so many interesting people at PWA, like not characters, people, that you get to see that. And I think it, it builds a connection with you and you want to see more of them and it's more than just wrestling you can see like those on like what Lux did that's not a that's not a wrestling promo that's just like good great content you know and it's building a brand around themselves so we are really big on doing those type of things and, and doing things unique and different instead of just doing the you know July 25th I'll see you at the RSL club I'm gonna beat you Sah. like any you know those kind of things like it's so outdated that it's, it's not even funny. It's embarrassing. And Australian wrestling is different now. We're on a different level and we can't do that, you know, that early 90s stuff anymore. It's just, it's, it's an embarrassment and we need to move on and, and show that we can make great content. That was an amazing impersonation. Oh, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Running on the spot if you can't see. <laughs> Uh, now I've lost my train of thought. I think the other thing too is what, what I love about wrestling at the moment, I've been involved now in wrestling for 30 years, but what I love about wrestling at the moment is the investment and the, of, of people in their companies. In the old days, it was just you wrestle for whoever gave you 20 yeah. bucks, 50 bucks, and it didn't really matter. But now you've got that investment of you guys with PWA, the guys here with MCW, and right around Australia, all these companies, PCW here in Victoria as well, everyone is invested in their company to make it better. And I think that's really showing out. And we work together. It's just, because it, it's not, com- it's competition, obviously. We can, we want to be better than MCW, MCW wants to be But at the end of the day, it's friendly competition. And the, what we want is Australian wrestling to be better. And for that, we need good companies in each state. You know what I mean? And we have to work together for that to happen. Are we, we're allowed to talk about Survivor Series, aren't we? What? Survivor Series? Survivor. Tell us that you're going again. <laughs> Is that a yes or a no? I didn't yes, know. Yes. Oh, yeah, good. All right, yeah, yeah. It's been, oh, I've been announced right. that, that exists. I'll, I'll edit that. That's fine. Uh, coming up in uh, Australian TV. Wednesday, 7.30, yeah, Channel 10. Go. Finally, first, I'm on first you know, commercial TV. It's taken too long. I don't know if they know what they've gotten themselves in for, though. That's the problem. <laughs> Tell us all about it, the experience. Uh, it was, you know, as I say, I'm always honest. Like, it was the best experience of my life was also the worst experience of my life it's you know i think everyone is waiting for the tv magic but with survivor there's no tv magic it's real you're outside you got no food you're going into these competitions against these beasts and you're giving everything you have and it it was extremely tough but i wouldn't i wouldn't change the experience for it for anything obviously you're in peak condition being uh, one of australia's best yeah right i was in peak condition um what kind of toll did a survivor take on your body it, it was really tough, um, and I think your body gets used to it, but I did lose a significant amount of weight and um, not eating and those type of things. Like, my body was... Because you go out and you do these challenges, it's tough, and you, you finish them, and your body's spent for the day, and, and you've still got to do, you know, all the social aspect and all those things, who you're going to vote out and all those type of things. So I think it was honestly worse mentally for me than it was physically. But did, did you... Can you draw back on wrestling training... And that obviously you've probably been to the well so many times, you know, with a bonzer yeah. or someone like that at training. Did that help you mentally getting over the line? One hundred percent. And and like even like some of the New Japan tryouts and things I did, where they put you, they want to put you in a position where you, you you had enough and to see whether you can push through. And even like the little things like I have an MMA background as well, and like certain wrestling things, there were challenges there where I've I've done this before, and most everyday people have not been put in a position you know where they have to wrestle over a sandbag or something like that i've i've been there so i think i had a pretty big advantage over a lot of people and uh 
the camaraderie between the contestants at the end, have you made lifelong friends and things like that? I would, I would definitely say so. I don't know if that's going to change when the show comes on and they see what I was saying in the interviews. <laughs> uh, I am a bit worried. I, can, I know a few things that I said. Uh, but I think everyone knows. It's a ga- it is, that's the thing. It is a game. At the end of the day, it's, it's for money. And, you know, majority of people are going to get voted out in the end. So hopefully they all take it. In good fun, otherwise I think I might have a few interesting Instagram DMs from some people. If there was a uh, Survivor wrestling match to happen, who would be the person that you want to take out of the group that you were up against into the ring? That's been announced. Was oh, that's been announced, oh, of course. That's been announced, of course, yes. Luke. There's a guy, Luke, oh, okay. and you, if you've watched Survivor before, you'd know who he is, because they re-announced him coming back, and Facebook, Instagram, everything was, oh, yay, Luke's back, oh, my God, Luke. And that just makes me think, I want to take that guy out. So if Luke ever wants to get in the ring with me, I'm more than happy to jump in there with him. Beautiful to hear. Mate, we've got to let you go. We've just been given the wind-up signal, but one more. Uh, so Survivor, how yeah. much is this going to help You know, PWA, MCW, the, yeah. the companies you're working for, Newcastle Pro, mm-hmm. um, how much of your newfound fame that's going to, I doubt, I don't, Possibly, you never know. I believe will happen in the next few months. How much is this going to help the companies around Australia? I, I, I did survive for myself. It was like always a dream. I love the show, but I also did it thinking of the wider wrestling community because there's those like Married at First Sight was on last year, and they had a wrestler on it. But there's always those wrestlers. They don't actually. They don't. They're not in the ring. They're not working for proper companies, and it's like they're not actually wrestlers. And it and it, it did did my head in. And I was like, I want to go on and show that Australian wrestling's at a different level. I put that pressure on me, especially with some of the challenges where I was like, I need to be the best because if I'm not, I'm letting down all of Australian wrestling. So I'm, I'm hoping I did. I went out there and, and, and made people proud. Oh, Mark Wahlberg, thanks. <laughs> oh, sorry, Maddie. Oh, Maddie. my God, you've done it again. I'll Maddie. take that. I, hey, hey, I'm not complaining. I love you in Apollo 11. Uh, Maddie, thanks for your time. Thank really you appreciate it. And uh, good luck tonight and good luck in the future, man. Thank you. Wednesday, 7.30, Survivor. Matty Woodwork joining us here on the grid. On the turnbuckle. Oh my God. Well, man. If you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, you better read the signs, respect the law, and order use of hard times. You'll be serving hard times. You know the big boss man will make you walk the line. You better watch out for you'll be serving hard times. Yeah, welcome back. The interview there with Matty Wahlberg, boys, it went down really well. And of course, Matty's big night is tonight for us that we record it. But for everyone's going to pick this tomorrow, you would have saw what Matty did yesterday on Survivor. And if you haven't seen it, uh, get onto Ten Play app and you can watch it on your own time. But um, looking forward to seeing Matty Wahlberg on Survivor and see how he works the wrestling into the um, into the game. Yeah, very very intriguing how he's going to use it. So, you know, a bit of the politicking and stuff, I think it may have come a hmm. bit of an advantage for him. It was good to see... Uh, Imagine how good Hulk Hogan would have been at it. Oh, yeah. oh it, that, that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> it was good to see Sean Hampson uh, there at the wrestling on Saturday yeah. night as well. Yeah, nice guy. Yeah. Um, and he was he's, he's looking very thin. Mm, he is. He is. Uh, let's get on to our next interview, boys, because uh, this is a guy that's just... Going places in a hurry. There's no doubt about that. When we saw one him, of my favourites. When we saw him about 12 months ago, he was just a raw unit out of Geelong. When I first saw him about 12 months ago, yeah, he was in a rookie match that night. Yeah, correct. And now he's turned into one of the better wrestlers at the PCW uh, establishment. And in our opinion, in, in our opinion, of course, our humble opinion, it is. His <laughs> name is Royce Chambers, and he joins us on the line now. G'day, Royce. How's it going, lad? Fantastic, buddy. How's it going for you? Yeah, not bad. Can't complain. You've had a big couple of weeks. Yeah, yep. I've uh, been in been in Sydney and got back on uh, Saturday morning. So been good to get back and get back into work and whatnot. But I'm missing it. Um, work. You work at a trampolining place, am I right? No, I quit. Oh, you quit. I got what I needed out of them. Flips. I got everything I needed to do, and then yeah, just left them in the waters. Sick and tired of bouncing around jobs, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's a dad joke. You get used to that. That's terrible. Um, let's start with PCW, your home promotion, and where you started uh, your wrestling journey. Um, how did you get uh, into the system there? Like, what drew you to the school? Well, when I first started wanting to train, 
the only school I knew about was Vicious Pursuit, but that was about an hour and a half away from me. And then one night I was doing more research and I found PCW, which was only about 45 away from me. So I thought, yeah, why not? And then, yeah, pretty much from there, that's, that's all I've been doing. So I started 2017 and been training for about a year and a half, two years now. So, yeah, that's not long at all, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so down at the academy uh, at PCW, is it how many nights a week are you down there? Um, when I started, I was down every every night, but now it's more two to three times a week, I'd say. Yeah. 45 minute travel time is pretty easy compared to an Ed- Edwin Dusk. He, uh, oh, I know. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> Bloody hour and a half every weekend. Yeah. Good there. Good on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're at the moment, you're in a tag team with Jamie Durden, the R&B show. Uh, how did, yep. so is that something that was organized by, um, by the guys at PCW or is that something that you two, uh, sort of, um, spearheaded yourselves? Well, we were both, we were both on the ignition shows on Saturday, but we were both kind of just floating in the water, I guess. And we, we wanted to do something. And one night Tricky just, uh, said, you know, you guys should tag, you're both high flyers and whatnot. And. We looked at each other. We weren't really mates back then, but we thought, yeah, let's give it a crack. And now, now we're brothers and we're, we're doing what we do. And like, um, I'm having fun and it's been good doing tag. Cause when I was growing up, I was never really into tag wrestling. I was always more just like singles wrestling. So it's been good to do tag and a lot more creativity that you can put into it as well, which is always fun. And you spoke about the high flying, uh, you guys sort of a unique, um, for PCW, especially since Stevie left. Um, do you take pride in the fact that you sort of wrestle your own style compared to what most of the guys do? Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the things that makes me stand out the most there is just a different style and being able to do stuff that the only other person that can is probably Ryan Rapid. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like Ryan. He's, he's good. Yeah, he's good as. But no, I... I love my style. I don't think I'd I would be a wrestler if I couldn't do my style because that's kind of what got me into it, and that's what I like about wrestling in a sense. So yeah, I love it. And of course, the uh, nickname, the Airbender, obviously uh, heads towards that style of wrestling, doesn't it? Yep, spot on, Tone. It, it's one of those interesting things because uh, and you talk about it being your style, and it is to an extent, but there's. The most spectacular wrestling that I reckon you can watch is watching guys do stuff in the air. We've seen plenty of it in the last month or two here in Australia with uh, Robbie Eagles and Will Ospreay. The, the stuff that those guys were doing at Festival Hall a month or so ago is just amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. And the hard thing about now is that it, like a lot of people want to do high-flying and that's the way that wrestling a lot of people are trying to head it towards that style more. But so it's hard to stand out even more because you've got to do crazy stuff. Like the guy that did the 630 in the ring to the outside, like you got to absolutely kill yourself just to get over sometimes or blow up. And trying to think of new creative flips or ways to get into it, it's hard. But that's, that's what I enjoy about it, just trying to find new ways to do things or just new flips in general, yeah. Now, you brought up the 6.30. I was actually going to ask that. When, how do you bring that to the table? Where does, the, where does that grow from, the, uh, <laughs> the thought process and thinking, no, shit, I'm actually going to go for it? So, so when I was working at Bounce, that was, that was my goal. I wanted to do either Red Arrow or 6.30. And my Red Arrow was all sideways and just all over the shop. But I was nailing the 6.30 into the pit, and then it uh, – PCW Grand Slam. There was a, there was a spot where I was going to go for a big move and eat shit off it, and someone was going to roll out of the way. So it was just me taking the bump, and I was just going to do a shooting star. And then I thought, you know what? I've been practicing this. I reckon if I go for it, I could I could probably pull it off. Which is which is a bit selfish looking back now because if I stuffed it up, I would have stuffed the whole show. But I was pretty confident in it, so I just. 
I went out there and I, I got up and I just thought this is it and just absolutely threw everything I had into it and landed on my ass. So that was that was good. It wasn't good the next day, but it was good at the time. Got it got it perfect. <laughs> now um, we oh sorry. Yeah, go. We're, and where do you see it going? Like you did mention some guys are doing it outside the ring. I'm assuming you're speaking of Alex Zane <laughs> uh, in the backyard wrestling from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it to the outside, though. That's, for that's sure. crazy. I just saw he that. Can, he can have that one. Royce, I just saw that on video now. Uh, Alex Zane, Lyle's got it on his phone. That is freaking crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A, there's another angle of it where it actually the guy he's landing on it's murdering him. So, um, so <laughs> yeah, definitely that we, backyard wrestling is not known for its good storytelling. Though, so, <laughs> um, but is that a challenge? Like, because I know that you're always trying to reinvent and and incorporate new moves because you need to sort of your your thing is to keep surprising people with offense. Um, is it hard to balance that with the storytelling because? PCW is known as more of a story-based promotion. Is that uh, like ring psychology something that you're really mindful of? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I'm I'm always trying to get better at it because obviously my style isn't isn't very psychology-based, but something I'm trying to work on now because I'm finding you need that more, I guess. Like I can go out there and do a thousand flips, but people don't really care they're just like oh yeah that was cool and then you know what's next they're not really invested in me so that's what i'm trying to do more now is just get my character across more and put little little stories and whatnot into the match now one of my favorite matches of the year and it was my match of the night at uh world series wrestling not too long ago you you were in the ring with uh, Sid and Gabriel from the Pereira. That 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 match yeah. had everything. Obviously, you had Sid, the great character worker that he is, and you got Gabriel, you know, splicing in a little bit of the comedy stuff, and then you doing your outrageous moves. You know, I know everyone's going to talk about the shooting star press on the apron where it looked like you actually ate shit on it. But um, <laughs> yeah. it, how did that feel? Like, obviously, it was meant to be on the pre-show, I'm assuming, and then getting bumped up to the main card and, well, for mine, it was match of the night for me. Yeah, there was it was a good day. I was shitting myself the whole day, just a nervous wreck. Um, but I found out the night before, no, I found out the day of that it was moved to the main show because old mate Rich Swan couldn't make it for some reason. So then, yes, it got put into our match, and then we're on the main show. So I was stressing balls even more, but um. When I got there, it was all good, and um, it was fun because I've worked worked Sid before, so we we kind of had a few few things we could do, and it was really fun show. And um, yeah, as soon as I got out there, the nerves went away, and it was yeah, just Royce being Royce. That's got to be better though than knowing twenty four hours in advance because you wouldn't have slept the night before, I'm sure. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> Does it help that it's in your home arena where you train every? Yeah, you know, every week. Book. Definitely, yeah, definitely, and I know, I know that ring inside out, and so it's it's kind of didn't feel like World Series in a sense because it's just at the same venue I wrestle at every week. The locker room um, would have felt so a bit different helped. though. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And how ha- ha- did uh, the Raptor Claw? When you you're laying on the mat looking up, and Sid's about to hit a moonsault into a double foot stomp. Ha- How's that feel looking up at that? I just closed my eyes and just thought, let's get this done with. The worst part was his dick in my face afterwards. <laughs> he does love the tea bag. That's his favourite move. <laughs> Scary just watching Sid jumping off, I reckon, more than anything. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> now, uh, yeah. You wrestled you and you and Jamie wrestled up at uh, was it Wrestling Go last couple of weeks ago. Yep, yep. Uh, what was it like? Because um, you know it's always good to travel and meet new wrestlers, and a lot of the PWA guys are on those shows. What was what was it like being up there for that show? Yeah, it was fun. It was good just meeting a whole bunch of new people. Like that's the thing that I've enjoyed most about these two weeks is just meeting all the PWA guys and just dudes in Sydney from general and um, getting in the ring with new people and 
new crowds and whatnot. It's all just good learning experience, I guess. And how was that crowd? Yeah, it was good. It was just a bunch of kids. It was like a kids' party, so it was, it was pretty easy. Yeah. And, and you're in the you're in the match. You know, it's a multi tag. What Lux and the presets yeah, and vol- the velocities. velocities. You know, um, yeah. In my own head, I'm I'm seeing the the R and B show versus the velocities. That's that's a dream match. You know, six seven months in the making. You know, just head to head. That'd be interesting, I reckon. Yeah, that's a, definitely a a bucket list uh, tag match I want to have very soon. I think that'd be an absolute banger. Are you finding that you're getting more and more calls from interstate, mate, to go do things? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I'm I'm trying to get out interstate more. It's just fun, but uh, yeah, you just got to wait and see what happens. Keep working hard and see where I go. We were talking to um, Nick Golfus a couple of months ago, and uh, he mentioned uh, in South Australia it's hard to get enough matches, and him and you started at about the same time, and you've had probably four times the matches that he's had. Um, it must be a blessing that PCW give you the opportunity to wrestle twice a week most weeks. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I think that in Australia, PCW is the best place to start out just because the amount of in-ring time you can get right off the bat in front of crowds as well. Um, even like even if it's just one of the slams and there's only 30, 40 people in the crowd, it's still a good experience and that's where you learn. And then going on to the Saturday night shows, you know, the crowd's picking up, learn even more. And then eventually when you get to the big shows, it's, yeah, it's a blast wrestling on them. Especially Grand Slam. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a crazy time. That was good. I just want to do it again. Is that a is that a you're a ball of nerves going to that? Look, twenty one hundred people. You know they're all out there. It's you know the uh, the WrestleMania of PCW, if you want to say that. Is there the nerves going to that? Yeah, I I wasn't really nervous about the match. Um, I always just get nervous. I know I'm I'm not nervous when I'm out there, but. You know, warming up and whatnot, I was I was pretty nervous. I'll, I'll say that. But when I'm out there, it's all good. Take us through that jump up then of going from in front of 150, 200 people on a regular night to jumping in front of 2,000 people for the first time. Well, it was funny because the night before, I was in Adelaide for Iron Fist. In front of about 30 people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that was about 30 people. And uh, so then going from that, and then catching the plane back and it was delayed and I was shitting myself there. That's when I was most nervous. Like, oh, am I going to get there in time? But yeah, going from that to 2000, the next day was mind-blowing. And just looking out to the sea of people, it was crazy. And the crowd was super hot as well. Yeah, I was very lucky that we were matched too. So we, we got them while they were hot, that's for sure. And is there a sense of, uh, as, as a collective and a team, is there a sense of pride at the end of the show? Like, hey, we did it, you know, Take a take a moment to reflect on it straight away. Yeah, it was a very everyone was just really happy. It was everyone was just over the moon and after the show people just couldn't believe what we really did, I guess. It's a crazy crazy amount of fans, especially for Australian wrestling, and it was just a, a good vibe. And you're right there in regards to what we did. You, you mentioned the words we because it definitely was a collaborative effort between every single wrestler and the promoters and the whole of PCW to make sure that you got that many in. Yeah, yeah, everyone everyone pulled their weight and whether you're on the show or just helping out and you know, even uh, people that weren't on the show and trainees, they will going and they were picking up rubbish, they were doing everything. Uh, yeah, just to help out and really build that team environment. Um, you've just been at PWA training for for two weeks, wasn't it? Yes. Yep. Uh, how much did you learn in that two weeks? Oh, mate, it was beautiful. Learned pretty much everything was so much different to PCW's training, and not in a good or bad way. It was just different, and you know that's always good. I learned a whole bunch of psychology stuff, roles, in-ring stuff, new moves, and uh, just meeting new guys as well was awesome. Shout out to Ricky South. Picked me up and was taking me everywhere for the two weeks. So, um, 
didn't even. I went to give him twenty bucks, and he came and put me in a sleeper hold and said, "Nah, <laughs> you ain't giving me money." But when I'm in Melbourne, you better expect that you're the first person I'm calling. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, shout out to him and everyone. Really, though, everyone's giving me lifts and whatnot. It was just a good time. And in a couple of weeks' time, or, or shortly, I think uh, Mike Quackenbush is coming back down to PWA. You're going to get the opportunity to to do that and go back there. I know. I'm. I'm scavenging around to get some money together and uh, I'm thinking even just driving up there with a mate or whatever and, and do it because that's an awesome opportunity. You can always um, knock, off a, knock off a convenience store. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, sure. I'm, I'm really hoping to get down there for that. Um, so the trainers at uh, PCW, you're, you're, PWA, you're learning off um, like some of the all-time greats of Australian wrestling. Um is the new like the new moves is one thing, but just to learn how they work through a match and stuff like that, it must be something that you would recommend most wrestlers to do. Yeah, that was that was the main thing. Like I didn't really go there for moves or roles or different bumps or whatever. It was just seeing how what how they do things, I guess. Because like you said, you've got Robbie Eagles, Mick Moretti, Madison Eagles. You got a bunch of them. Um, just so smart. And the way they, they do things, and yeah, it was just great to watch. And even just two weeks, I learned so much. How was the feedback? Um, feedback from what? Uh, from the trainers there for you. Was it positive? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say it was. Um, it was just feedback from for everything, really. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It was. I didn't really get feedback as a whole, but just after everything we did, and uh, it was helpful. And just trying to remember it all and soak <laughs> it all in was the was the best part. So, what's coming up for you the next uh, couple of months, Royce? Jeez, um, bunch of PCW stuff, and then um, hoping to head back out interstate soon. Got some things in the works, so that'll be good. Um, so that's about it for the next couple of months. And just got to save save that dollar to go overseas. Um, I just want to touch on uh, your Adelaide weekend last weekend. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go through it a bit later in the show, but I want to talk about how positive the experience was once RCW uh, sort of took over, and what they did for the wrestlers who were booked for the show that got cancelled. Yeah, I can't can't thank them enough. Like. Their, their environment there is very similar to PCW. It's just very team-oriented, and you just feel like a part of it. Even just wrestling there for the first time, you feel a part of their team. And and for them taking over the show, and really, they didn't have to do it, but they just wanted to help out wrestling in Australia and all the guys that, that were promised something and didn't didn't get that delivered. Um, Yeah, they stepped in and... It was an awesome show. It was just good. Everyone was positive and just ready to tear it up. Um, yeah, can't thank him enough. I, I have a friend that went to the show, and he told me to tell you uh, a lot of the locals didn't haven't seen a lot of the stuff the R&B show did in the ring, a lot of the high-flying and stuff, and definitely the women love them some Royce. <laughs> hey, you're right. <laughs> Jesus. Can't complain about that. <laughs> that said, they are right Adel- they're like- Adelaide women, so <laughs> you got to temper that a little bit with that. <laughs> women are women. <laughs> hey, Royce, congratulations, mate, on what you've achieved in such a short period of time so far. Uh, the world looks pretty open for you, mate, and uh, hopefully over the next year or two that still keeps rising and uh, we get to see you doing some pretty spectacular stuff soon. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. And I wouldn't mind getting to see you wrestle Iman the Kid at some stage. So if you can get someone to book that. Uh, yeah, we were nice. talking about that, actually, at Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. it'd be good. Very sure, good. He's in Melbourne. Like, PCW could uh, definitely get make that happen, couldn't they? I hope so. <laughs> Hopefully soon. <laughs> good on you, Royce. Thanks for your time, mate. We'll talk awesome. again soon. See you guys. Have a good one. Royce Chambers joining us here on The Turnbuckle.
Welcome back, segment three of On the Turnbuckle. Don't normally have that, but uh, had two great guests in Matty Wahlberg and also Royce Chambers. Avery brings us back into segment three, boys. Yeah, Avery's making a comeback this weekend. Yeah, at uh, Wrestle Rock versus uh, Scarlet Bordeaux, Tony. Hopefully you can make it. I'm hoping too because uh, it's obviously your birthday drinks on Friday night, so looking yeah, forward so to that. We won't know if you're there or not by the time mm. the show starts, I'm going to be honest. Mm. So I've it's got, been a normal Friday for I've got me. footy at the MCG first, so I'll be there probably just after 10.30, which is fine because nothing really timing, happens. Actually. Yeah, Perfect time. Four and a half hours of drinking yeah. by then for me. Mm. But yeah, she just released a, an awesome video today. so It's on our – we've shared it onto our page, so have a look at it. Um, very good, like police jailbreak-inspired uh, promo. Really enjoyable. Um, promos in Australia are getting better and better. Yes. I feel like they're pushing each other. Yes, very creative as well. So, yeah. More of them, please. And a shout-out from us to Aisha, because obviously Royce Chambers forgot to do it. Yeah, that's disappointing. He, um, She asked for one. Mm. Yeah, and she was polite about it as well. So, oh, well, things he's got to learn. He's got to go through these things, being a young uh, upstart <laughs> wrestler. <laughs> Big weekend of wrestling it was last weekend in South Australia, or was it? Oh, it was a big weekend because all the major companies ran, but we saw probably – the best and worst of what Australian wrestling can be on Friday. Yeah, so obviously the uh, Sub-Zero show. Iron uh, Fist, Sub-Zero. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever Zero. name they're running. Um, Sub-Pro. Obviously they didn't deliver again. So, well, hopefully that's the last we hear of them. But well done to RCW and the crew. Look, if you're a promoter who's tried to run three shows – and you've never, ever successfully delivered anything that you've promised. You haven't paid wrestlers. You haven't booked accommodation. You haven't booked flights. Can you fuck off? Yep. That's uh, pretty simple. That's, yeah, that's like, well said, actually. That's mid-90s bullshit, early 90s bullshit that almost killed the industry. Um, if you're a fan, be a fan. You're not a promoter. If you want to promote, go volunteer at a company and f- learn how mm. to do it. Um, help out. There's always people needing help. Um, if you're going to promote a show, make sure you've got the finances to promote the show. It's not a cheap business. Mm. You're going to lose money. Make sure you've got the money to lose at the start because um, promoting is more than putting on a card, promising the world, and then not advertising it except for through Facebook. It's not going to work. Yeah, it just seemed like a glorified e-fed, if I'm uh, if I'm honest. And then the closer and closer it got to show day, that actually maybe the realism set in. And hey, I'm sinking here. I'm un- I mean, over my head, and you know, not returning phone calls and messages and leaving other people in the lurch. It's uh, yeah. And you got guys who were booked on flights from interstate, um, who have paid for their own flights coming in to to wrestle. Um, there was a very real danger that there's nothing for them to come to. Um, not only that, though, making um, connections with overseas promotions and then bailing on it and not following yeah. through on the booking, that can ruin the whole industry because Correct. the message that comes back isn't is that Australia is shit to deal with, not that you as a person is. So um, let's talk about the positives, and Royce touched on it earlier. Yeah. Um, the RCW team wore all the risk. Um, wore the budget and got the show on the road, almost sold it out. And did it at a cheaper cost as well? For They did. Yeah. yeah. So, no, they're, they're good on them. You know, like obviously wrestling, it's a small community and RCW, you know, collectively as a family, they, they stick together pretty well. And, you know, from all reports, you know, I had a friend that went to the show. It was a great night. The crowd was hot, you know. The venue, like well, she said, the venue was almost sold out. So, you know, from – thinking 12 hours earlier or maybe 18 hours early, this is a shit show. Yeah, And everyone's had a good time. The wrestling yeah, was good. good. Yeah, And not to mention uh, Adelaide wrestling's often very – they work in silos. The companies don't work together a lot. They had no main event for that show. And Adelaide Championship Wrestling came to the party and uh, Joe Mundy went across and worked against Chris Basso. They've never wrestled each other before. Um, it's kind of like a dream match in yeah. South Australia. Um, so credit to both companies for getting together. ACW had a show the next night. I know that RCW plugged it at the venue and told everyone get along to that ACW show, which I think was also a sellout. 
Yeah. And Wrestle Excellent. Rampage was on the same night. So um, out of like what could have been a horrible situation and was a horrible From situation. From adversity came opportunity. Opportunity. And, you know, there's now a working relationship potentially there between RCW and ACW where they can uh, – the communication lines are open. Yeah, that's And good. there's potential to do great things. Yeah, inter-promotional inter matches and you know, fans will salivate at that because it has been – Especially if it's rare. Away. So, yeah. And, you know, now that says could be a working relationship there. Perfect, actually. Fantastic stuff. Uh Jew is you talk about shows that could have been crap and shows that might have been good. The Twitter and the social media on the on this week's Raw has just been all over the shop. So many people hated the show due to the fact that they had the uh, the reunion show. People coming back. Yourself, Walsh, I know one I who led the course that said it was good. It, it, interesting. Yeah, I mean, sometimes wrestling fans we can want too much. Or we can expect everything, take everything too seriously. Whereas some sometimes you just want, like it's a reunion show. Don't expect too many storylines to get forwarded. It's fifty two. There's fifty two shows in a year, just about. And this one, surely I, there can I, afford to be one or two that are just different from the rest. Well, for me, it's just you, I saw some guys that it popped me to see, and that twenty four seven championship was made for a night like that. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. But I know a lot of people didn't, and I'm not right, and they're not wrong, and you know, it's it's just whatever you whatever yeah. you like. But you know, I thought it was fun. No, I, I had fun enjoying watching it because well, I went into it. It was the title was Raw Reunion, so you know you're going to get the nostalgia pops. Yes, maybe I'm in the better age bracket for those kind of things. Um, so hey, it was like a a night off for Raw storylines. Yeah, it's in the title. They advertised it. If you're going there, like, hey, why isn't Dolph Ziggler in the main event? And you know these these fifty yeah. year old guys are getting the spotlights. Just hang on, you know, take a step back. It's wrestling. You don't have to take it so seriously. Yeah, it was correct. fun. It was easy to watch. Actually, you know, Raw's been a little bit Raw hit can and miss. drag. Yeah, it was three hours. I had fun. You know, hearing that glass break. It's been so long. You know, because Stone Cold picks his moments. He doesn't. You know. Stick uh, come out too much, you know. Jacked. Massive. Massive. If you didn't know how bad his neck was, you'd think he was training for a match. But uh in Saudi Arabia. Um It's nice to see people like uh Melina back who's hasn't been around any of those reunion shows. Um and she was there. It was nice to see that. And um yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, and she's done some fun stuff in Australia more recently, so Oh, I thought it was a, it was it was fun for what it was. Yeah, for what it was exactly. That's all you got to take it for. Uh, Jonah Rock debuting with NXT as Bronson Reed. How'd that all go? Uh, well, he got the win. Good, um, good start. He was wrestling as the guy who was really character driven. So the commentator spent a lot of the time selling that character. Um, but I figured that might also be because Bronson was going to win and progress, and this guy was getting one match. So he got the win. His finisher. The splash off the top rope looked really good. The breach, I think he's calling it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We all know what Jonah Rocks brings to the table. So, you know, and he's got another match moving on in the tournament. So, yeah, like you said, he can he get a bit more camera time. Uh, his next upcoming match. So, yeah, good start. Good start. Uh, I'm, from a selfish point of view, I'm just so happy that it's happening now for him because uh, I don't want to be boasting again, but because I'm going over there in November – there's a fair chance that I'm going to see him on that pay-per-view. It's well, a few months now building up Yeah, I don't know to. if he'll be on the card, but no, he'll, but you don't, you don't he might be on the chance. undercard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that'd be fantastic to see him. Are you going overseas all your time? I hadn't said that. He mentions it every week. Really? It's almost as bad as you in Japan. I haven't brought that up, but now that you did, no. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Japan, New Japan Wrestling's G1 tournament. This has been absolutely amazing. Uh, sometimes it can be a bit of a, a marathon to... People saying that Saturday's show was possibly the greatest night of G1 in history. <sighs> Gee whiz, really? Yeah, I just got a bit of goosebumps then. Um, obviously, we were at the MCW show. Uh, stayed away from spoilers, so I watched it until 2.33 in the morning. It was – I got home. As soon as I got home, I uh, maybe had a couple of vodkas and watched it. Um, Best way to do it. Yeah, well, I couldn't have a drink on the night, obviously. No, I'm designated you, driver you for were, our, our friend over here. Our waters, a couple of waters. smashed. Yeah. <laughs> That wasn't Again. that bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, Okada versus Osprey. 
Amazing. Go out of your way to see that match. That's that's already in my top three matches of the year. Um, if you're talking about dream matches, there's one right there. Yeah. Uh, Osprey hits a chop. I think other than hearing, <laughs> hearing an Elliot Sexton chop JXT live, this one was, you know, obviously it's on tape. That translated <laughs> through like their Walter. TV screen. Yeah, yeah, like Walter. Uh, Osprey is jacked. So, yeah, it's been really good. It's been they awesome. They didn't kill each it? other, which was good. No, they didn't kill each other. Great storytelling. Akata and Osprey, you got two of the top five, you know, maybe top three yeah. best wrestlers in the world. You know, and they're in the same stable there, Tony, as well. So, interesting byplay. Mm. You know, Moxley's dominating, having fun. You know, so... Yeah, and the standings are pretty close. Kenta and Okada on eight points and stuff, so looking forward to it. When how do we many, wrap up here? How long to go? How long to go? Another two oh, weeks. Two yeah, weeks, yeah. Okay. It's it's massive, Tony. Yeah. Um yeah, it goes virtually a month, so yeah. Another another show on tonight. Which I'll be dashing home yeah, to watch that. Right. Well we'll do that. We're trying I'm dashing to home to watch Survivor. Survivor, exactly, because we want to see Maddie Warburg, who we did see at Ballroom Brawl. You mentioned uh, we were there on Saturday night. There was one person in this room who was carrying on like a pork chop at Ooh. Ballroom Brawl. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't know, Tony. You just... Well, it wasn't me and it wasn't Lyle. So it must have been me. I figure that when... Oh, you're talking about when Lockie Hendricks lost. I have it on good authority that there may be a crowd shot of you going into the official broadcast ah. carrying on like a pork chop. When poor Lockie, who put on Match of the Night, was unfortunately defeated... And I thank God that I'm going to get to see him wrestle again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Friday night. Yeah, you got, back. The late, got the late call. How's Uncle, how's Uncle Tony, Paul going to feel about I don't that? Know, delay? But you, you, you were calling him a liar. You were Wait. calling Lockie a liar, saying it was the last match and now he's going again. Yeah, correct. And he's, it's right. He's, he built us up, built up our hopes. I thought we were going to see him at the airport. And now all of a sudden, ooh, now I've got to do one more match. I've got a little bit of that, retribution about me. I'm going to get you in a room before he goes. You oh, two are going to you're going to apologise to him. Yeah, break please. some bread before you know. Don't leave each other. You can't leave on this note. Yeah, you can't well, carry can. this with you. Why he's not? What, because he's one of Australia's great. I don't like talents. what he stands for, Welshy. What does he stand for? Great wrestling and fantastic entertainment. How good was his entrance? Let's be honest. (laughs) The entrance was good. I'll give you that. (laughs) Can we – we'll do a bit of a – I'll speak to Mikey about that. When the entrance is there, then we'll get you (laughs) carrying on like a pork chop and saying – There was a little bit of fist pumping going on. A little. I can't believe that hasn't hit social media yet. (laughs) We don't have a great enough shot of it, but um, the whole show was was a lot of fun. The first half of that show – was as good of first half you've ever seen. A half of yeah, wrestling I've ever yeah, seen. For it, sure. Yeah. Of any live wrestling I've been to, that that crowd was at its hottest. What, 6.30? Uh, super no vacancies. It uh, was 6.00. So the doors open at 6.30. There were no vacancies by 6.40. MCW regulars couldn't get in. There were people that were turned away because they hadn't bought their tickets. They were warned. Yeah. Mm. So, no, it's good. Like that, that crowd, especially, you know, the, the Lockie and... Uh, Danny Psycho match that was at Fever Pitch. Yeah, that was absolutely nuts, and that was my match of the night. Just you know, obviously the wrestling was great, and that opener, know, the opener, you know, Natural Classics versus the Velocities. I wouldn't have been disappointed if it went another five minutes. You know, it still had a little bit more there, leaving me wanting more is probably That's the, the best, best way. Of the best doing way. It. I've seen um, matches that go five minutes too long, and you uh, end yeah. up hating Auntie them. Donna. They were fantastic. That was that was a good little addition to a wrestling night. Having the comedy tree. Agree to disagree, but that's okay. Oh, really? You didn't like it? Flavors of ice cream, Tony. <laughs> they were a little bit hit and miss early for me. The only yeah. thing I liked was the Tony Lockett. Tony Lockett. Tony Lockett, yeah, Tony Lockett popped me. Everything else, terrible. Running away from Gino. Oh, no, that was, was funny. Good, I know? did yeah. like that they leaned into the crowd, half the crowd not wanting him there. That yeah. was smart. Yeah. Um, but, but the the uh, the multi-tag. The, yeah, Lux. The women's. I hate those three-way tags usually where you just tag one person in. Like, I, I mean, I, if I was booking a three-way tag, you'd have like a triple threat match where one person from each team is always involved or, um, you know, a, a tornado. But this one was really well put together and Lux came out as heroes for me because they their character work is as good as anybody in Australia. They're very, very young. They haven't been wrestling for a long time. Uh, their move set and stuff is going to come, but the stuff that's really hard to teach is psychology, 
and they've got it in spades. Yeah, and the, the little things are when they're they're not in the ring, they're still working. Yeah, you know, they're standing on the apron. They're still working, and it just keeps you invested in them oh, as a good. team. Yeah, so they they were good. They're not just sitting on the apron, waiting for attack. Um, and yeah. very popular too with the uh, the t shirt and autograph uh, session at halftime. A lot of yeah. people going over to them. Yeah, did you get one, yeah. Tony? No, no, no. I just noticed that a lot of people were going over there. Um, yeah, so um, I'd like to see them booked more. I know that uh, they impressed the right people on the weekend. So um, yeah. Like honestly, they've been they've not been wrestling long. It's an amazing how far they've already come, and it's a credit to PWA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wrestle Rock pre-show party, as we said, the team's going to be at Wrestle Rock this Friday night at the Corner Hotel, and the boys are celebrating a birthday. We are a couple of birthdays mm. yeah. each. A birthday each. each. Yeah. Oh no, I'm celebrating two. Yeah, he he's been celebrating for a couple of weeks. I think. Yes, he has. No, no. Well, um, honestly, we haven't booked an area or anything. It's just we're going to be there from about six o'clock. So come find us. We will be at the bar. Ticket. Sorry. Do I need a ticket? We we need a ticket. So I'm assuming you need a ticket. Yeah, we'll get tickets, Tony. Make sure you're there, buddy. No, it's it's going to be a fun night. They're they're always good. You got the the band playing beforehand. uh, Hopefully they do a couple of wrestling. Is that things. Julian James's band? No, no that was this, last. That was a few times ago. A few times ago, but um, but yeah, Avery's got her comeback. Yeah, so one last match before she goes. Same with Lockie. Yeah, Lockie, extra match for you, Tony. Yeah, great yeah. No, against Drunk Uncle Beige. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully he gets to uh, kiss his ass again. No, it's going to be a fun night. Hopefully, uh, we see a lot of people there. Come early. The PWA call to arms, boys. Yeah, so this is a big show for them uh, on Saturday night, and you can catch that around Australia on OVO, which has been an amazing thing that they've done where I think it's really grown the brand. Yeah, definitely. It just opens up uh, every state for for all of us. Obviously, we can't get up to PWA as much as we'd like. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be catching it on OVO live. I'm uh, looking forward to the women's on. match on that card because they've got basically their whole women's division in a like a six-pack challenge. Yeah. Um, Jessica Troy defending against every woman in the division. Yeah. So that that should be well, good. Obviously, it's got the, the two Lux girls in it, you know, Belle Pierce. Shazza. Shazza. So, yeah. And Steph as well. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, they've got a really good women's division to the point where half of it are already getting booked yeah. around the country. Um, and it's interesting to see – uh, what story they tell in that match because having Jess defeat the whole women's division, I'm sure they've got a plan going forward because otherwise it's, um, that'd be terrible. But it's going to be interesting to see the way that story plays out. Yeah. And also Sam Sam Osborne versus Robbie Eagles. A young up-and-coming Sam Osborne. He could, uh, could be his big coming-out party. And let's Fantastic. talk about that main event too with the Four, four nations, nations versus TMDK. Oh, we've been waiting That's a dream for a dream match. Yeah, we've been waiting this for 18 months, you know, two years basically. So this is huge. This is huge. So, of course, TMDK not having uh, Slex in the team means that they've got somewhere to go. If they don't win this match, they can always say, well, it wasn't, yeah, yeah, wasn't the whole team. Mm. Yeah, good point. Uh, let's have a look at what's coming up show wise. As we mentioned, Friday night, Wrestle Rock is on at the Corner Hotel. And that's featuring Scarlet Bordeaux up against Avery on Saturday night. PCW Ignition will be at Ferntree Gully. Kingdom Pro Wrestling in Maitland have their kind of debut show with Scarlet Bordeaux. Uh, New Horizons PW in Perth presents Lethal Consequences with Jay Lethal Venom Pro Wrestling in Venom Pro Wrestling. So I should say in Queensland presents Overload. Uh, we're hearing good things about this promotion, boys, aren't we? Yeah, um, I've heard a lot of good things. So um, if you're in the area, get in, get down to that show. And Gippsland Pro Wrestling have a show on Interog with a very, very strong card. And then on Sunday, July the 28th, Future Wrestling in Sydney makes its uh, makes it a really busy weekend, doesn't it, with uh, Scarlet Bordeaux also there it as makes well. Makes it a busy weekend for Scarlet Bordeaux. Oh, it does too, exactly. If I uh, write something down, you need to read it properly, Tony. 
Feature re- feature wrestling in Sydney make it future. a busy. Sorry, <laughs> this is what it says, folks. Future wrestling in Sydney make it a busy weekend. What's make it? Makes Read it. the whole makes s- it. No, make it. Li- oh, I might have left off an S, but hey, I think oh, well then. What have- <laughs> but you misread it completely. Because I've got a you, my punctuation marks. Punctuation marks are in for a reason. <laughs> Scarlet Bordeaux's got three matches in three days in two states. It was meant to be a joke. Why the freaking hell can't you just say that? Well, it'd be a lot easier for me. He might have been twice drunk, already. Tony. Oh, if you've got an idea for a drunk. podcast, contact mypodcasthouse.com and we'll make sure Walshy has nothing to do with it. Uh, all on the turnbuckle. <laughs> well, then I have got He's something obviously. to do yeah, with you it. You have too, exactly. Uh, through our Facebook page and we can help you get on air. Lyle, it's always an absolute pleasure. Oh, uh, yeah, the pleasure's all yours. Um, just one thing: what was louder, the the pop for Brooksy's surprise return, or Gino absolutely murdering Jack Jordan <laughs> with a lariat in the ring? I don't know. I mean, those kickouts from uh, Danny Psycho, yeah, yeah, were pretty big pops as well. I think Brooksy's return pop. Uh, you mentioned it. Like we were backstage before the show, big. speaking to Matty Warburg, yeah. and uh, Brooksy was in the room. Lyle was marking out, and it ruined the surprise for us. And I, I made sure not to tell anybody that we spoke to that Brooksy was coming out. And the pop was, it was huge. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, amazing. It was great to see him back. I'm not sure how long he'll be back for. And yeah. let me say that I did tip that he would win the ballroom brawl as well. And that's true. Um, and I'm not sure what's going on with Indy. Is she leaving, or is it just the turn? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I feel Tony's going to turn on her as well. I'm not turned. He'll turn on Steph Delander. T- Tony thinks wrestling's really loves a baby face. Hey, <laughs> whoever the good guy is, Tony's Tony's on board. Yeah, I'm sorry, folks, but I've got to wrap this crap right up here. <laughs> uh, we'll catch you next week. Going to be a big show next Get week. Get down to Wrestle Rock. Come and say hello. Yeah, please buy the boys a drink. We're there at six. For o'clock. God's sake, do not six buy Welshie a drink. <laughs> Don't buy Lyle a drink because he he wants vodkas. Uh, catch you next week. Till then, bye. Yeah, I might want vodka too.